0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up,
1: everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name's Ken Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory. It's a game preview edition for the... Ch- Wait. Wait, it's it's not a game preview edition for the Chiefs. I, the Chiefs don't play this week. Because they got to buy, because Ryan Fitzpatrick upset the New England Patriots in Foxborough. We get to talk about the teams that the Chiefs potentially could play. We are going to preview the AFC the, uh, Wild Card Round, which the New England Patriots are participating in. It's wonderful. It's a great time to be a Chiefs fan. Kick back, relax, enjoy some football. Let's talk about these football teams today. Here to help me talk about them first. Find them on Twitter at Chief in Carolina, Matt. How are you doing today?
2: Doing great. There's no Chiefs game to stress about. We get to talk about which one of these other poor, bum teams that we are afraid to play next week or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. So I'm ready to go. Craig, you're also here with us. How are you feeling about this week?
3: I am going to really soak up the fact that we don't have to work in a football capacity this weekend, <laughs> you guys. It's amazing. I'm so glad the Chiefs aren't working this weekend. I'm so glad we aren't working this weekend. We just get the week off and to watch other teams bomb out of the playoffs and not have to worry about the Chiefs doing the same.
1: Yeah, Actually, Craig,
2: ca- this just in, you're on the insta-breakdown this weekend for all the games. Oh,
1: oh. sorry to hear that, pal.
3: Okay, I'm just going to post this podcast over and over again <laughs> The the because we're going to nail it right here, so we don't need to really talk about it after the games, right? We're going to tell yeah.
1: you everything that happens. We're going to tell you everything that happens <laughs> this week. So here's what we want to do. We want to talk a little bit about the two games, the four teams that are playing, and the three teams that the Chiefs potentially could face in two weeks at Arrowhead with Ryan Fitzpatrick banging the drum. Uh but let's let's just go ahead and start with the Buffalo Houston game. Buffalo uh travels to Houston to play uh the Texans.
3: What scares you about Buffalo, Craig? I think that they've got some nice young key pieces on their defensive front. Tremaine Edwards has actually looked great this year. Uh he's been able to use his range a lot, be able to carry, you know, cover running backs and tight ends out of the backfield. The he's really proven himself to be a playmaker at that level. And they've also got Ed Oliver up front. I We loved Ed Oliver. He's so fun as a player and he's just continued to grow and get better as the year has gone along. So frankly, they've got some pieces up front that can be a little bit of game wreckers. And I, I think they're going to give Tennessee some trouble. I think they would give the, uh, the Chiefs front some trouble as well.
2: For me, I'm kind of paying attention to the defensive side of the ball for the Bills too, but the defensive backs. I think Tredavious White is probably a top three cornerback in the NFL right now. I think he does a little bit of everything. You pair him up with that great safety combination of Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer that kind of complement each other real well with the guy in the box and the guy playing free safety. The Bills have one of the teams that could – or secondaries that could actually slow the Chiefs' passing attack down a little bit when you compare it to the rest of the AFC playoff picture – It's just at the end of the day, I don't think the Bills are gonna have enough firepower on either side of the ball to keep up with the Chiefs, so my kind of scared level about them, not that high.
1: We can get into that in a little bit, but I do think that the defense for for the Bills does present some some challenges for an offense like the Chiefs. Any offense really in general. Obviously, the offense for the Bills would have to make some plays if that defense is gonna keep them in the game and I think one of the guys that you got to be worried about is John Brown. You could say, yeah, you know, the, the the Bills could play a ball control game a little bit and they could, you know, turn around and hand the ball off a lot to, you know, Devin Singletary and Frank Gore who somehow is still in the league. They could play the ball control defense game, which I mean, some teams have been able to do to the Chiefs in the past, but I think what would really give this team a chance to beat the Chiefs would be John Brown. I think John Brown has actually had a really solid year this year with Josh Allen. Uh, I believe he broke a thousand yards on the season. He's had a really productive year. He's made some big explosive plays. He looks healthy finally. And he's a guy that if you don't account for him, if you don't honor and respect his ability down the field, he can beat you. And so John Brown does provide a a big play element to this offense that I think, you know, if the chiefs got in a situation where they have to play them next week, the, that's a guy i'm definitely concerned about on the offensive side of the football. Obviously the run game, they're going to do that. They're going to do what they do, but the explosive element i think really does come from a guy like John Brown. Okay, Houston uh will be hosting this game. They are the 4 seed. Uh Craig, what scares
3: you about Houston? If their passing attack is fully healthy, meaning if Will Fuller is healthy, it sounds like he's a game time decision this week against Buffalo. I they kind of say that he may not play. If they if he is healthy, he changes the entire complexion of that offense. He offers the ability to take the lid off the top of the defense. And we know what the biggest concern with Juan Thornhill's injury is going to be. It's going to be that ability to play center field, to be able to keep a lid on the defense. Is Kendall Fuller going to be able to match up with Will Fuller deep there? We saw the Chiefs have trouble with will fuller he may have only had five catches for 44 yards but he left probably three catches for another 100 yards and two touchdowns on the field in that game through drops he just changes the way that teams have to defend the houston texans they have three losses in the games that he's played in this year and he's played in 11 games so you know eight and three there they are two and three in the games without him they just they look completely different if he's healthy then i think the chiefs are much more stretched out and have to defend much more field than if he's not
2: yeah like you said they had a couple drops in that game that were deep downfield too That were really they were getting to the Chiefs secondary and part of what makes me worried about that too is deshaun watson's ability to play out of structure through the chiefs defensive tear here down the stretch they've played philip rivers twice Derek Carr, Tom Brady, Drew Locke, and then Mitchell Trubisky. Every single one of those quarterbacks is a very structured quarterback. You can make an argument that Trubisky isn't, but they're trying really hard to rein him in just so they can figure out how to have a competent offense. So you look at all Wait, those... what? A quarterback
1: or just a. Sorry.
2: <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> The Chiefs have played a bunch of structured quarterbacks, guys that are going to stay within the framework of the offensive play. They're trying to throw on time. They're looking for something, and you've seen the Chiefs. with Steve Spagnuolo have been able to take advantage of that with pre-snap motion, dropping guys from all different areas. Deshaun Watson, he will happily – He'll hold the ball, he will get out of structure, he'll run around and make plays with his legs with his arm on the move. How are the Chiefs going to handle that once Deshaun Watson starts making a couple plays if they were to play each other? Just think Watson getting out of the structure of the play could be something that could really hurt the Chiefs They don't have the most athletic second level on their defensive side of the ball.
1: Yeah, and I think the other thing about kind of both of those points you guys just made is I, you know, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's willingness to challenge down the field too I think is something that you know, really could present some some challenges for a chief secondary. tier
2: YOLO ball thrower.
1: Yes, and he's got... The best some, of the best. He's got Nuke Hopkins and potentially Will Fuller to take some shots down the field with. That scares me for a team who has done a good job protecting their corners this year, but that could really... I mean, every concern and fear that I think anybody that has... Had this conversation about the cornerback class or cornerback group for this football team. I think their fears could potentially be realized if Houston is the team that the Chiefs ultimately have to play, and if a guy like you know Will Fuller is actually available. So um, for me, it's J.J. Watt because J.J. Watt somehow miraculously, after tearing his pec in like October, he's going to give it a go this year. He's going to try to play in the playoffs, which. If he's able to play at any level, J.J. Watt's a game wrecker. And if he's playing along the interior, Chiefs offensive line hasn't been particularly good. He's a guy that can wreck this game even if he's at 85%, which I think is still probably a stretch if we're being honest. Even if he's at 85%, he's still a, a supreme talent and a guy that can really wreck this football team uh, along the interior. I, I, it's it's just kind of, it's it's just, it's ultimate respect for him. I think I'm a little bit concerned. Let's predict this game. Craig, who do you have
3: winning against uh, between Buffalo and Houston? I think it's Buffalo. I, like I just said, uh, Will Fuller not being on the field changes the entire complexion of this. I don't think he's going to go this week. And with that being the case, Houston's defense, I know J.J. Watt's coming back, but frankly, they're bad. Like, they're Pretty bad. And I think that Buffalo is going to be able to move the ball through Devin Singletary, through John Brown a little bit with Josh Allen on the ground. And I think that defense can do enough with Tredavious White against New Hopkins to slow everything down a little bit. I think that Buffalo is going to go in there and squeak out a victory against Houston. I just frankly think that they're the more well-rounded team, even though Houston has the better quarterback.
2: And for the way I look at it, I agree that Houston's defense is pretty poor. But the thing is, the Bills' offense is also pretty darn poor. <laughs> they struggle to move the ball. The Texans struggle to stop people from moving the ball. So I think when you kind of pit those things against each other, I'm going to side with the better quarterback at the end of the day, and that's Deshaun Watson. I do think the Bills' defense is a little better position to handle Deshaun Watson, whether it is out of structure, whether it is throwing up these deep kind of YOLO passes than the Chiefs will be, but I think Deshaun Watson is an electric enough of a football player that he is not going to go down to a Josh Allen-led offense in a home game in the playoffs.
1: I'm going with Craig. I'm siding with Craig on this one. I think... You guys can be wrong. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to upset Houston. If Will Fuller plays, I flip that. I don't think he's playing. I think a really bad scenario for the Chiefs could be, if they have to ultimately play Houston, is if Will Fuller doesn't play this week and is able to give it a go next week, uh, another week of rest, and, and actually is able to you know be on the field next week, if the Chiefs had to play them, that could be a significant challenge for this football team. It would definitely be a shootout if that were to happen. But I'm giving Buffalo a win here. I really like the Buffalo defense. I think that you know the, i think the bills can do enough offensively you know with josh allen's legs if he can make a few plays in the passing game which is like what he did against the patriots a few weeks ago to give his team a chance i mean they they were they were on the they were on the doorstep of upsetting uh tom brady and the patriots uh in foxborough which apparently isn't that hard because you know miami did it this week but that's that's neither here or there but I'm going with Buffalo this week. We're going to take a break and we will be back to preview Patriots and Titans right after this.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference.
1: Okay, we are breaking down the AFC wildcard games, getting you ready for whoever the Chiefs might ultimately wind up playing uh, in, in the uh, divisional rounds in two weeks at Arrowhead. Uh, the Patriots and the Tennessee Titans, that is the next game, the, the last game that we will kind of talk about.
3: Craig, what scares you about the New England Patriots? On paper, nothing. This Chiefs team just went into Foxborough and beat them up and played a poor game while beating them up. Far from their best game as a team so far this season. They were able to win. Uh, New England's coming off a loss to a bad Miami team. There's nothing that should terrify you about this team outside of Bill Belichick in January. If there is anybody in the entire league that can figure out a way to maximize the team at the time that it matters. It's Bill Belichick. Now you can argue that he should have done it last week against Miami. I totally agree with that, but I still fear what Bill Belichick can do to teams, what he can do to Patrick Mahomes, what he can do to Andy Reid's offense to try and limit them and keep them in a game for an extended period of time when he doesn't necessarily have the talent to do so. So, I'm I'm still not ruling out Belichick figuring it out, even if he hasn't been able to for the entire year, basically.
2: In that same line of thought, I kind of thought the Patriots played a little passive against the Chiefs in the first round in terms of their defense. I don't think they were bringing everything at the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes that they had done the year before. I think last year, we saw in the playoffs, the Patriots were throwing everything and the kitchen sink and their neighbor's kitchen sink at the Chiefs, especially in that first half. Whereas what you ended up getting this year, and it was a surprise at the start, was a lot more zone coverage. They didn't seem to have just that same level of amoeba-like fronts going on the entire game. They didn't bring as much pressure from every angle all the time. I think you're going to see a lot more of that. And if there's one thing we've seen really hinder the Chiefs offense so far, it's getting Patrick Mahomes under pressure. It's making him kind of make quick decisions or escape the pocket too early. You've seen him make a few mistakes. We've seen the rest of the offensive line not hold up very well when they're pressured from all these different angles. I think that's something that could really slow the Chiefs down if they're not ready for it. I would hope they'd be ready for it, but like we saw last year, the Patriots will pull out something completely new you've never seen before when you play them the second time of the year. I'm afraid of what kind of pressure packages they can whip up for the Chiefs on that kind of even after that buy for the Chiefs.
1: I kind of worry just yeah in the same kind of vein with you there, Maddie. I I do agree with that. I I think Bill Belichick's probably going to have to kind of pull out all the stops to try to get the win uh, in in Arrowhead if they do ultimately do travel back here. And so you've got to be kind of concerned about that. What's he going to throw at you? Um, what what kind of reckless opinion is he gonna have? Because he's got everything in the book.
3: That he oh, can you mean th- like like maybe a halfback pass or shoot? Yeah, you know, some trick some trick plays relying on a blocked punt. To, oh wait, wait, that
1: happened once already. That happened once already. I shouldn't be as scared of the Patriots as I am. <laughs> I I love I, I part of me really loves the challenge and the idea of getting to play the Patriots because I think it would be a really poetic way. For for you know for the potentially the Patriots dynasty to end is you know the Chiefs got you know upset at home last year and and getting that redemption and then going into Baltimore and winning the AFC but uh yeah I mean it, that would be really cool for me it's 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 Julian Edelman uh I think Julian Edelman. Is a guy that the Chiefs have had issues covering in the past. He's been the reason that the team that the Chiefs one of the big reasons that the Chiefs have, were not able to win and close the deal against uh, against the Patriots last last year in the AFC Championship game. He's a guy that obviously has has um, you know Tom Brady's trust, maybe the only guy that has Tom Brady's trust right now. And so he he just he's such a problem, especially on key downs that. I, if the, if the Patriots want to come and try to play the ball control game again, if they want to try to you know get these long sustained drives and limit the number of possessions that the Chiefs are able to have, he definitely is a guy that's going to be a key piece of that. So that's what concerns them. I mean, everything concerns. I think until it happens, I think I'm going to be worried about the Patriots. Until the Chiefs do it in the playoffs, I'm going to be worried about the Patriots. Okay, Tennessee. Craig, what scares you about Tennessee?
3: We've seen it already. We saw what the Tennessee Titans were willing to do. We were talking just a little bit about this before the podcast, and I kind of took the easy one on this one. It's their commitment to the run. Tennessee is going to keep running regardless of how far they are down in the game, regardless what the game script or game situation is. And frankly, the Chiefs' inability to put teams away on the regular came back to bite him in the rear in that first Tennessee game. So I I am worried about their ability to line up and just continue to lean on Derrick Henry against the Chiefs dime defense when they're trying to protect protect a 10-point lead late in the game. And Derrick Henry is just going to carve them up, take time off the clock, and not leave enough time for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense to do what they need to do and then doing it again on another drive to either tie it up or win the game right at the very end. I'm just worried about giant clock-killing drives and their commitment to the run, even in situations where pretty much every other team in the league is just going to abandon all hope and start throwing the ball as much as possible to try and score as many points as quickly as possible.
2: The thing that worries me about the Titans the most is absolutely nothing. The Titans or the Indianapolis Colts of last year. Yes, there's the curse that goes around. There's the bad juju. The Chiefs can't beat them, so on and so forth. It was the same thing last year with the Colts. The Titans are a team that does not have enough talent to match up with the top-tier teams in the NFL. They just simply don't. You can go back to when the Chiefs played them the last time. The Chiefs' offense did essentially whatever they wanted to, and this was still before Patrick Mahomes and the offense started clicking. Nothing about the Titans' defense should affect the Chiefs' offense. They shouldn't scare you. When the Titans have the ball... Ryan Tannehill has had an amazing year since he's come on. I don't know what has happened to Ryan Tannehill to make him good. I will take my chances any day of the week for him not to be that same guy again. Because again, the Titans just don't have the talent, whether at wide receiver after A.J. Brown, whether along the offensive line, outside of Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and then their entire defense, especially with Malcolm Butler, the talent level is just not high enough to keep up with the Chiefs. I guess the only thing that would worry me is like we'd seen in the past, Andy Reid would let his foot off the gas, let the Titans claw back into the game and get a little bit of confidence and steal the game in the last second again. But it should never be that close. They don't have the talent to keep up with the Chiefs.
1: So I, I, I kind of agree with what Craig said about you know their commitment to the run in situations where you wouldn't typically. That's what helped them bring the game back. But at the same time, Ryan Tannehill slinging the ball around the field late in the game, and driving down the field and and making big plays and coming in in the clutch was ultimately what closed the deal for the for the Titans. Uh and and that that concerns me because he was able to do some really good things in the passing game and he's been hot the entire year. If he stays hot, if he gets hot, he could definitely uh, keep a game for the Chiefs close. With the Titans for sure, I I do agree with a lot of what Maddie said. I do, but at the same time, this team has played above their talent level all year. They've been slinging it around the field with success when they are throwing it. AJ Brown presents a significant challenge. If the passing game gets hot in a one-game situation, it, it could it could you know bite the cheese. Uh, okay, predictions for this game.
3: The New England Patriots are bad at football.
1: <laughs> Whoa! Whoa!
3: They are bad at football. <laughs> they just got beat by the Miami Dolphins. The Tennessee Titans are a better football team than the Miami Dolphins. I, I'm i going to say it. I, I think that this Tennessee Titans football team and Mike Vrabel at the helm is going to come in, show up Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I think the defense does enough. They've got good safeties in Tennessee as well. I think that the defense does enough to keep them in this game. Woo! And Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill go ahead and push through. Ryan Tannehill knows knows about beating New England. He's done it a couple times in his career. So I, I am all aboard that train. I said it earlier in the week, guys. New England's going down. Woo!
2: I'll be on the other end of that spectrum. I think the Tennessee Titans run has been fun. It's been interesting to watch Derrick Henry turn it on again at the second half of the season like he does every single year and become the best running back in football for like an eight-week stretch. It's been incredibly wild and fun to see Ryan Tannehill just slinging the ball off play action like no one's business. At the end of the day, eventually you play another good team that's going to be ready for you, that's not going to be taking you lightly, that's going to be prepared to win this game at all costs. This is the last ride for the Patriots. This is it. This is this is them going out on the highest note they can. Belichick is going to have those guys ready. He is going to have them ready to go. I don't think you're going to see Tom Brady go out there and let his team lose to Mike Vrabel, the Tennessee Titans. I don't think Bill Belichick is going to let that happen. The Patriots find a way to squeak this one out. Neither team is particularly good, but I think the Patriots in the playoffs is enough to give them the edge.
1: I think this game is going to be a brawl. I really do. I think it's going to be a physical football game. That is one of the things. That's the MO of the Tennessee Titans is physical football on both sides of the football. And I think that is going to be uh, the tone of this game. And I think it's going to be a close one. I I think the Patriots are going to have to slug this one out. And I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to win the football game. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think it's going to be tough for them to come into Arrowhead after playing that football game. Especially, uh, one thing I wanted to say. One thing I do want to say real quick. I I find it interesting with the Patriots. They have not had to do this. They, They weren't expecting to play this weekend. They weren't. It's been 10 years since they've had to play in the wild card game. I don't think it was a feasible scenario. I don't think that they were really preparing all that much for having to play this week. So, all of the players had... You know their, the gut punch of having to accept the fate that they've got to play another football game in six days following a a gut wrenching loss to to the to Miami at home when you are expecting a bye week to rest up. I think it's a big challenge for this football team. I think they're going to be up for it. I think they'll get up for it this week. I think it'll be hard for them to replicate that the next week in Arrowhead. New England wins this football game. Uh, and it's going to be a tough one, but that's the last win that New England gets this year. Um, One thing I wanted to do, and it, it might not take too long, but um, let's rank the divisional round opponents. Craig, why don't you start us off?
3: I, I think that if this team gets it to click, I know I just said what I said about the Patriots. I think that they are potentially the biggest threat to the Chiefs just from the standpoint of being able to shut down Patrick Mahomes. I don't have any faith that Houston or Buffalo can come in here and shut down Patrick Mahomes for even a half like Bill Belichick has in the past. I feel like he can at least do that, and that's all it frankly would take to try and keep the Patriots in a close game. If that team gets to stay in a close game against the Chiefs, I think that that's just going to kind of keep them going a little forward. So, frankly, even though on paper we shouldn't be scared of them at all, I think the Patri- Patriots are are the scariest team that the Chiefs could face in the divisional round just from the pure standpoint of them being able to shut down Mahomes.
1: Well, especially since if they beat Tennessee, some of the things that you're talking about here, I think, become more prominent because that means Bill is, has – gotten that
3: thing corrected started to get it turned around
1: right right no i understand um what about so rank the rest of them craig real quick
3: uh let's see i've also got uh, right after that houston uh, for what we talked about earlier i think their downfield passing attack and their quarterback can keep them in games and then i think buffalo is the bottom even though buffalo might have one of the best defenses? I mean, I, I don't know. I They've got a very good defense. I think that they can commit to the run a little bit better than the Patriots can as well. But frankly, they're the lowest on the totem pole for me. Maddie, any different?
2: No, I think I'm most of the same. The big thing, the Patriots on paper, I think, are the least scary team that's left. They just, on paper, when you see what they have done this year, they have done nothing that would make you think they're going to beat the Chiefs, except for the fact that they have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick it's mind games. It's psychological, but I think they have to be the the best, the strongest matchup left against the chiefs. Just because of that, just for that simple reason, eventually it's going to end. I think it's this year to where they no longer are going to have this aura about them that makes other teams make mental mistakes throughout the game. But this year, as a fan, I still feel like it's there a little bit, even if on paper they're the weakest of the bunch. Houston, to me, matchup-wise, scheme-wise and all that, is probably the most dangerous team, so I put them number two behind the Patriots. I simply think Deshaun Watson is a good enough quarterback. Nuke Hopkins, Will Fuller, good enough receivers. Carlos Hyde's been running the ball well enough. They can keep up with the Chiefs. They If the Chiefs' defense doesn't show up, if the Texans get a beat on the Chiefs' defense again, you could have a shootout. Anytime there's a shootout with another high-level, high-talented offense, it's going to be an issue. I got them two for that reason. And Buffalo, I can't see the Chiefs losing to Josh Allen. They just can't score enough points to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs can score on any defense in the league. Josh Allen cannot score on any defense in the league.
1: I think my thing, I think it comes down to it for me, is Houston and Buffalo haven't won a playoff game. Just Sean Watson hasn't won a playoff game. Buffalo hasn't won in a playoff game in a long time. These regimes outside of New England haven't won in the playoffs. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick know what to do. I am most scared of the Patriots. I'm still scared of Houston if they're full healthy. And I think Buffalo can present some challenges still, but I think, I think the Chiefs are going to win whoever they match up against the the mental side of it, you're right, Maddie. With 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 the Patriots, I think is is significant. Uh that is going to do it for the game preview edition for the AFC Wild Card. We will be back with a mailbag to get you ready for whoever the Chiefs play in the divisional round at home at Arrowhead in two weeks. We'll catch you later.